the same issue that Texas has. When it goes into the SEC, how ready is it truly going to be for the SEC? Venables is a defensive coach, but he doesn't have the personnel that Georgia and Alabama have. When we go back, when you go back and look every year when it's Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, um, Ohio State, those teams all typically have something in common. Most of them usually have elite quarterback play. But behind all of that, there's tons of NFL talent. And behind all of that are lines on offense and front sevens on defense that are just full of men that shut down mere mortals playing college football. It is There's a reason why Oklahoma's been to the playoffs a number of times under Lincoln Riley and not been able to win a game. That this idea that within three years they'll be in a position to do that, who in the hell is going to? I just I don't know who in the hell is going to be on the field for them. Rush is back. Hour number two. Teddy Lehman here. Tyler McComas hanging out in studio. Air Comfort Solutions. Text line six five one three four three nine. That is the quintessential take that you get from pretty much every single person across the country. Right. I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, here's what's funny. OU won the Joe Moore award. Was that 2019? That would have been 2018, 2018. Yeah. Best offensive line in the country. Were they a finalist in 19? LSU won it in 19. I think, were they a finalist in 17 and finally won it again in 18? I think that was it. 2019 is when the, you know, it started to go down a yeah, little bit. Maybe they were still a finalist I think in they 19. were still a finalist they, they in, in 19, too. Uh, but you're right. I, it, I could be wrong on that. But that wasn't very long ago. That act like we haven't had a good line on either side of the ball in 20 years since we won a championship in 2000. It's just flat out not the case. Um, I think Bill Biedenboe is very capable of building, once again, a, a top two, three, number one offensive line in the country. think he's clearly capable of that. Uh, now, systems, some stuff like that definitely factors in, and you know we're capable of that. So I, I, it's funny that everyone acts like it's impossible and Oklahoma has, has never done that. Now, um, I, I still think that, yes, even though we've had some really good offensive lines, they can be better. Yeah, they can be better, and I think they will be better. I think defensive line play can absolutely get better. But the, the – the interesting thing to me is, I take Texas A&M for example. Texas A&M has re- never really won anything of any substance at all. Yeah, that's pretty right. It's pretty correct. The last time they won a conference championship was like 1998. Ni- they beat Kansas State. 1998. And won a COVID Orange Bowl too. Congrats. Um. Didn't didn't accomplish anything throughout their their time in the Big Twelve in the twenty first century. They go to the SEC and what happens? 
they get well there's some good timing in there on on a couple of different things but they get a recruiting boost and they have plenty of offensive line defensive line type of players right and they're still recruiting those good offensive defensive line type of players how come everyone else that goes to the SEC can get a recruiting boost uh, specifically on on those positions, but Oklahoma's not going to? Yeah, especially with the staff that they're not trying to make relationships in the state of Florida and the yeah. southeast. Those have already been established from their time at Clemson. Like, OU is not trying to be a noob in the state of Florida. This staff, they've been there. And OU's gotten kids out of the state of Florida before. Sure. So, no, I'm totally with you. It's A&M's able to do that. Texas, oh, my God. what's there? But for some reason, Oklahoma isn't. They're the best program out of the three. What are we talking about here? Right. Oklahoma made the playoff, what, in 15, 17, 17 and 18, 18, and 19. 19. Okay, well, <laughs> why all of a sudden is is it such a stretch for a team that has routinely made the playoff? And I know that those playoff games haven't all ended well. Um, but why is it all of a sudden the case that that is just some absurd notion to the Oklahoma? You would think that I'm I'm saying that Kansas State is going to go to the SEC and and win a, a championship in three years. I, I just find it it's it's, it's, just it's lazy like everything else yeah. though. Um, I got the feeling there. I don't know if anybody else did, but I feel like that last comment from Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com was a reference to your tweet yesterday. Let's hear it again. That this idea that within three years they'll be in a position to do that. Who in the hell is going to – I just – I don't know who in the hell is going to be on the field for them. You, you hear that? You think that's a response to what you tweeted out yesterday? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, he doesn't know who's going to be on the field. If he doesn't know who's going to be on the field, why does he even have a take? Right? They're going to have good players on the field. They've already got good players on campus. Uh, matter of fact – they are number four in the blue chip ratio, right? Which is supposedly what the caliber of your roster is, right? Yep, yep, yep. So if you go off of that, they're going to have really good players. And they're going to have really good coached players. I mean, I think that's been – I think they're going to recruit. I can't say better than they ever have, but I think they're going to recruit really, really well on both sides of the ball. They're going to develop – really, really well on both sides of the ball, and they are going to be a tougher, more disciplined, more detail-oriented football team. The part that made me laugh was it was right there at the front of, you know, Oklahoma's going to have the same problem as Texas. You know, we get it. Whoa, 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 whoa. We are not alike, okay? Let's pump the brakes right there. Let's stop comparing OU's road in the SEC to Texas road in the SEC. Yes, we acknowledge it's going to be a challenge. Some things got to get better, all that. But my God, Texas, you're not close to OU. You've got a lot more things to overcome than Oklahoma does. So let's not act like for one second that we're going into this thing equal. It ain't equal when we're going into this thing. And it's going to take one year for us, everyone else, to see that as well.
Right. Don't don't compare the two programs because on Teddy, there is not a similarity. Other than the conference that they play in, there's not a similarity between the two teams. Right. And I see the we have a text. Catch, is that the guy's name? Catch? Yeah. Catch has a point. What point does he have? I, I don't he doesn't have a point. His first point is that we're the same as Texas. Well, that point is totally wrong. Um the other point is that he doesn't know who's going to be on the field. That's not a point. That's just a, a lazy throwout statement. If if the point is that on the lines of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, Oklahoma is going to be inadequate to win a championship, that's not a point. That's a guess. All right? That is an assumption. I just told you that Oklahoma had the best offensive line in the in the country three years ago. We're not that far removed from having dominant line uh, line play in the trenches, and defensive line is going to get way better. It's going to be better for a bunch of different reasons. Scheme is going to be one of them. Development, strength, and conditioning is going to be a reason, and recruiting is going to be a reason. I Parker said that next year's class, the 2024 class, OU is like the favorite for like three or four of the top. There's a five, five star defensive lineman who played at Dell City last year. He's an IM. He's going to IMG to play this year. David Stone is his name. A lot can happen. A long way to go, but dude, like OU is definitely in the driver's seat for that one. And and there's there's several other guys that. Uh, Coach Bates has has built relationships with for a long time that are that are finally making their way in. I'm just telling you, OU's going to get a bump recruiting those type of players. Of it's going to happen. Yeah, and that's the uh, that's the only thing that annoys me because at, at the end of the day, like whatever the national narrative is, whatever I'll laugh at that. We'll make fun of it. We'll use it for show content. But for people to not realize what Oklahoma is as a program and what they've been. And to think that in three years they can't be a championship contender, like that's idiotic. That's moronic. That's not paying attention to history and giving OU the credit it deserves. I mean, we point it out all the time. There's been a ton of coaches that have done it within three years. Barry Switzer did it here. Bob Stoops did it here. I think Urb, I think Urban did it twice, right? At Florida well, and Ohio State within three years? I know Jim Tressel did it at Ohio yeah. State, too. Um, of course, Saban did it in year three. I mean, there's so many examples of the first three years that it's happening. And Oklahoma is every bit of the program now that those programs were at the time. So... It's moronic take just to act like there's no way in three years that this program can elevate to that level. Well, they're not that far off right now. Right. It's just it's it's dumb takes. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're they're starting at a a pretty good point where the roster is um is is in a pretty good spot. Is it perfect? No, but the players on roster, are not going to remain the same forever. There's going to be a massive level of development. I'm just telling you it's going to happen. So, you know, everyone else is just going to be shocked and amazed, and, you know, they're going to, you know, memory hole all of these dumb statements that they've made whenever we get way better play on the offensive and defensive lines. Like, everyone in the world wanted to tell me last year how great, 
uh, Perion Winfrey was and how misused he was. And God, look at how good he's doing at the Senior Bowl and all of this stuff. Like He was totally misused. Okay, well, if that's the case, the best defensive coordinator in the country over the last decade isn't going to misuse his defensive line. So don't worry about your, your high-quality guys being misused, right? You're telling me we just had a, a really good guy last year, but we're not going to be able to have a really good guy this year or next year or the year following? It's almost like there's this thought that uh, Brent Venables has taken over the 1999 uh, Sooners, which Bob Stoops told us yesterday it ain't close between what Brent's taken over right. and what he took over. I would argue right now that <laughs> – Brent told you that. Yeah. He said in 99 he hated his guys he, then. He did. We read a quote yesterday that said that. <laughs> yeah, essentially. And I'd argue right now that OU, if they roll into the SEC tomorrow, would be the third best program. They're behind Georgia and Alabama. And I understand LSU has recently, more recently, won a national championship. But are are they a better program than OU? Well, that's really the only one that you can argue outside Georgia and Bama. So it just goes back to the point they don't have miles to go. Texas has miles to go. But OU, I think, would be the third best program in the league right now. And with better, better recruiting, better development, there's no better way to close the gap. Texas was five and seven in the Big Twelve last year. Does does Oklahoma have a better roster than Ole Miss? Uh, yeah. Arkansas. Yes. Mississippi State. They better. Auburn. Mm-hmm. LSU. Better roster right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, I think they do. Okay. Right now. Vanderbilt. Next. Florida. Right now, yeah. South Carolina. Uh, yes. Uh, Missouri. Uh, yeah. Tennessee. Yeah. Kentucky. Kentucky's pretty good. I like them, but I think OU's got the better roster. All right, that's 11. That's 11 teams right there. Georgia, no. Alabama, no. What about A&M? Uh, that one's pretty close. I mean, they're... T- they got a lot of young talent, so that's kind of hard to right. evaluate. You know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But uh, could could you say potentially? Is that that's a cop out answer? But right. potentially. potentially. So we're gonna just struggle in the SEC. It's gonna be miserable. I don't know how we're gonna make it. Well, right now, I think most people would agree with what you just said that OU probably has the third, maybe the fourth best roster. In the SEC, like that doesn't equal uh, getting your ass kicked on a week in, week out basis. And the roster's going to improve, the development's going to improve, and the guys that we're saying right now, oh my gosh, not a very good player, struggled. Those guys are going to. Billy Bowman is he played? He was a true freshman last year. And I've, you've heard me say that safety is one of the most difficult positions to play as oh, a yeah. freshman. You rarely see it. True freshman played safety, nickel, and corner last year. How success, successful do you think you can be as a true freshman playing three different positions? Might be a little difficult yeah. back there. It's not going to be good. He's going to be locked in at safety, and he's going to be way better than he was a year ago. Key Lawrence played safety. Played corner, maybe played a little bit of nickel, definitely played both safety positions. He's going to be locked in. He's going to be better than he was a year ago. Uh, our backers going to be better than they were a year ago. 
I think our defensive line is going to be, at a minimum, as good as they were a year ago. Yeah, the hope here for me is that um, this goes the way we all think it's going to go, and it upsets everyone else outside the state so much that OU is as hated of a program as it's been in, I don't know, since the 80s, I guess. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. To dominate everyone and then be hated at the same time? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Just roast everyone on Twitter every single day, the entire fan base. That's what I'm hoping for. I don't think they're going to be uh, – what's the right word? I don't think they'll have the swagger of the 80s team. No, 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 no. They're not going to <laughs> go about it that way. Yes. The arm-in-arm walking to the end zone and the pre – not that they didn't do, you know, team bonding stuff right. like that. But, yes, they'll, they'll carry themselves maybe a little bit differently. Teams mirror their head coach. Teams mirror their head coach. Coach Switzer, confident as hell, cocky, in-your-face, attitude – Wish teams the captains would have rolled out in fur coats and cigarettes for the uh, coin toss. <laughs> well, are you sure they didn't? That's true. I need. Uh, they probably did. Right? OU is going to eventually, and it all doesn't happen overnight, but they are going to mirror their coach. No excuses. No nonsense. Uh, all about the details. Everything you do is 100% effort, all in on absolutely everything. They're going to end up mirroring their coach, just like Alabama has mirrored their coach, just like Texas has mirrored their coaches recently. I mean, that's what happens. So I'm not worried about it. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on. Cavens Construction bringing you hour number two of the rush on this Wednesday. Cavens, we tell you all the time, but it's true. They can do it all. Remodeling, roofing, water restoration, facility maintenance, any issue that you have going on uh, at the house or the office, give Cavens a call. 405-573-3048 or cavensconstruction.com. ton of text to get to on the Air Conference Solutions text line. Let's do our best here. First, not sports-related. But taking my wife to the BV Ladies Camp on Saturday nice. from Iowa. First time in Norman in five years. What's the top two restaurants you guys recommend? I think it's all about what you're looking for, right? My opinion, there's some really good restaurants in Norman. But if you're going to the BV Ladies Camp, I think you kind of want to get in the OU mood a little bit. I mm -hmm. think it's about Campus Corner and kind of getting that OU vibe. Um, right. O'Connell's is as legendary as it gets. It's got all – well, here's the thing. If you're taking your wife there, 
just find a spot where you can hang out at the bar for the next three to four hours while she's at the camp, right? No doubt. So I would go just sit at the O'Connell's bar or go down to uh, Yo Pablo on Campus Corner or hang out and hang out there too. Yeah, both of those places on Campus Corner are excellent. Uh, what What's the best, like if you're going for a – like a sit down, like you go, you want to go out and do something really nice. Well, I, I see a advertisement for the ranch every time Brent yeah. Venables and the staff goes out to eat, so it has it's to good. be somewhat decent. That's right. Um, that's right. Forgot that that was there for sure. Um, Benvenuti's is always good. I like that place. Hmm. What's the one on Campus Corner that uh, a lot of people like? Is it Black Blackbirds? Blackbirds. Hmm. Is that is that a good restaurant or is that just a game day bar? Blackbirds is um, is really good actually. They have pot roast sliders, which hmm. he likes quite a bit. You like pot roast? I'm not yes. a big sliders guy, but for some reason the pot roast sliders, those get it done. I had some sliders the other day that had. What was it? Was like some type of barbecue. Someone brought them to the house when we were at the at the pool, like some type of barbecue with coleslaw on top of it. Oh my god, it was amazing. Uh, just go out to Teddy's house. He'll tell you. Yeah. Oh hell, I can cook a steak better than the one you get at a restaurant. Yeah, come on out to the house. You can go to Libby's there um, on the Goldsby exit, or you can go to Pryor's Pizza Kitchen right across the street. Is that at the gas station? No, it's the. It's, they have an actual pizza kitchen out there. Yeah, it's awesome. I haven't been out that way in They've got, probably five years. It, they just opened it. Like I don't know, back in in the spring, I think. It's got like it's got a really nice bar, TVs everywhere, and in the back, it's got like they have pickleball courts. They've got uh, Whoa, cornhole. Look at Dang, it's pretty cool. Woo. On Big the time. up and up. Real estate the, just must be booming out they've there. They've got that right across the street. They've got like a, a wine bar. That's oh, there too. no wonder you haven't moved from Winos. Okay. That's right. Uh, the most infuriating take has yet to come. This is from the 918. When OU turns out to be good, all these same national people are going to immediately spin it and say, see, look at how good Oklahoma is. And their fan base was only f- focused on Lincoln Riley leaving. It wouldn't shut up about it. Right. Well, they're also all going to say that it it was a great hire. They knew it the whole time. Um, yeah, it, it's it's funny. It's funny. I don't. It's it's so strange to me. The there's no there's no like even asking any questions. There's no diving into what exactly. What exactly is it that Brent Venables is doing? Instead of just looking at his name, going to Wikipedia and seeing where he's been coaching, instead of doing that, why don't you try and figure out what the actual process is up on campus and, and what they're doing and what's moving the needle and why are they going to be good or not be good? Instead of just trying to take Lincoln Riley's offenses and say it's eliminated and you know, look at what they've done defensively over the years, and that's what's going to continue to happen. It's it's weird. Jay in Dallas from Stillwater says, speaking of the hates, are you guys ready for the backlash and banter from the crazies associated with the Paul Feinbaum show? Plans to have chats with him on the air? That is the next evolution of this show in the SEC, is getting the crazy SEC fans involved uh, at some point. You know, maybe it'll sound like this. 
Mm, I can't wait. It's going to be great. I plan on having no talks with Feinbaum. He's kind of the same thing. It's a like, – what, what substance is there from Feinbaum? He's the last person I would go to with any type of question about football ever. Now, he may know the right people and know what's going to happen with the SEC and, you know, when do Oklahoma and Texas enter the, the conference and are they going to do divisions? Are they going to do eight or nine conference games? Like that stuff, I'm sure he knows all the right people to call and talk to for that. But when it comes to a prediction about what Oklahoma or Texas are going to do in, in the SEC, uh, not interested. I told you I met him a few years ago, right? Yeah. And then I got COVID shortly thereafter. So Really? Did Paul Feinbaum give me COVID? You tell I me. I can't say for certainty that he didn't. That's kind of gross to think about, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. We got we got face to face there. I did I did uh he did say that he remembers who you are though. So <laughs> I know that's that's big for you. Nice. Um so the new rumor is Feinbaum is a super spreader. Yeah, um he looks like a math teacher though, dude. I, I know that he looks like one on TV. I but bet he's tiny. He, yeah, he is. is he he like, wears those glasses and everything. Yeah. He's nice, but does he's he look a, like he, a dork? He's, yes. a, he's a nice enough guy. I, I don't have a problem with, with his show. I mean, he's he's in the, the business of ratings, and he, he, he does a good job with it. Peyton, but not interested in – Peyton in, says, so here's what I want to know. Why is it that some programs like Texas, USC, Miami, et cetera, people always say, oh, college football is better when they're good and want them to be good, but people really hate OU for winning? Is it just because those other teams suck now, so naturally people don't hate them as much anymore? I do get the point of hate-watching some teams. Like, that overall is good. Like, I hate Miami. God, I hate Miami, but I do think it's best for college football because me, like most people, will hate watch them. Yeah, I. That is interesting. Is it a, is it a nostalgia thing that they were good once and in the old times where whenever everything was always great and if we could just get back to being like it was before. Everything in our lives will be fixed. Is that what it is? And the other part, does everyone really? I don't. Does everyone really hate Oklahoma? I don't think they hate them now. My hope, my hope is that they win big and they end up hating them. That's what I'm hoping. I don't think that exists now. I don't think. I don't think people hate Oklahoma. I just think they don't respect Oklahoma. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's worse. <laughs> I agree. That's worse. Who uh, Who nationally, off the top of our heads, is more universally hated than OU? USC out west, right? Are they? Yeah, I think I, I think so. Maybe so. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Texas definitely is. Texas hated by everyone. Notre Dame. Notre Dame definitely is. Alabama definitely is. Uh, Ohio State, yay yeah, or nay? Ohio State, Michigan. I don't know. I don't think – are either one of those teams hated? Up there, yeah. Huh. Uh, I think they hate each other um, a lot. What are, what's the national feeling on A&M? 
Um, don't. Well, that's the thing. They don't really respect them either. I think at this point, you got to be in the you got to be in the spotlight a lot to to generate a lot of hate from a bunch of people. Florida State. Florida State used to be hated. I don't know that they are anymore because they they're not relevant anymore. What's the feeling on Louisiana State? Uh, everyone in the SEC can't stand them. Okay. You know who? Oddly, I don't know if they're hated or they just hate everyone. But it feels like Tennessee plays a team every single week that they hate. Got a lot of rivalries. They hate Vanderbilt. They hate Kentucky. They hate Alabama. They hate Georgia. They hate Florida. Florida. Right? <laughs> That's like five easy ones, like half their schedule. Sounds like an exhausting season. Sure, they hate South Carolina too. I'm sure they hate Oklahoma. Right? They probably hate Oklahoma. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned. It is The Rush, live on The Ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Uh, first, quick shout-out to our friends at Roof Tech. Josh Tucker, former teammate of mine, runs the business over there that can handle any and all of your roofing needs. Brittany Spears. Um, seems like she would be dangerous and erratic behind the wheel of a car. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying it lightly. And last night, 10 p.m., she ran out of gas in the middle of one of the busiest highways in L.A. Let me guess, she was barefoot. Uh, probably. Had to be. I bet that's right. But Barefoot, no bra on. <laughs> guaranteed guaranteed and there could be more to that than just those two items um ran out of gas but just ran out of gas in, in the middle of the highway and left her car sitting there <laughs> and obviously made caused a huge traffic jam police had to get there when they showed up she was in someone else's car sitting in the back seat uh they had to get there and, and get her vehicle off to the side onto the shoulder so they could open up uh all the other lanes of traffic who does that who just drives a car until it runs out of gas? Like, have you ever run out of gas? <sighs> yeah. And yeah, and like in the middle of nowhere, Verdon, actually. So I had to like sprint a mile and a half to get a gas can for a lawn that I was mowing, run back a mile and a half and mm. fill it up. It was, yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. It's Good. always embarrassing. Yes. I've, I've run out of gas before. But that was when I. I, it was when I was like 16. I was putting like $4.50 in every time I filled up because it's all I had. Right. We all know the struggle. Well, as soon as like your car is sitting there beeping at you, and hers is a brand new Mercedes, you all know as soon as it goes to die, it's like, oh, yep, didn't make it. And you pull over, right, as it's dying. Who just like lets it die right in the middle of the road? Well, um, someone that had to uh, kind of – be taken care of for the previous 15 years or whatever it was. Didn't yep. she just get married too? Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, you know, my favorite thing, home run derby. And so far, here's the names. 
Pete Alonso, Juan Soto, Acuna Jr., your guys. He got a chance of winning it? Ronald Acuna Jr., yes, does have a chance of winning it, absolutely. Albert Pujols, little blast from the past. <laughs> Kyle Schwarber and Julio Rodriguez. And I guess there's two slots left available. It's going to be on Monday night. I love the home run derby. Yeah, it's been really good here recently. It kind of mm-hmm. died. It felt like it died off a little bit, but here recently, Otani didn't win it last year, but he was awesome to watch. I love the new format that they've done where it's timed instead of by outs. Like you get 10 outs was how they used yeah. to do it. I like how it's timed, and if you hit you know, the distance, you get the extra balls and stuff. That's cool. You still love the back. Back, 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 gone. <laughs> sure. Why not? Why not? Uh, last thing I've got. Tell me what you think of this. Brian Erlacher says that he thinks guys in the NFL are claiming they have CTE when they don't to just try and get money out of it. Um, He's I, getting a lot of criticism for that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't. I don't know if there's widespread uh, like that's happening, but or some guys trying to take advantage of the system. I mean, come on, I can definitely see that being the case, but it's really hard to try and you can't prove it, you know. But to come out that's and like say that about someone, that's I mean, you're taking a big time risk well, doing that. You can't you can't prove that someone's faking it, and you can't prove that they have it. That's the other thing. They don't have a test. Uh, currently that can diagnose you with CTE. Um, here's the thing. I 100% agree with Brian Erlacher. Mm-hmm. I think, which guys have already gotten in trouble for doing it. Um, I, I think a lot of it is guys have hit hard times. It's a big problem in the NFL and really all professional sports whenever guys are done playing. Uh, didn't invest wisely, didn't save their money, have uh, been living it big, and all of a sudden you've got all these expenses and no income. The well goes dry really, really quickly, and you can get pretty desperate. I think there is a lot of that going on. Yeah. All right, I got a few. First, Baylor head coach Dave Aranda today was talking about that goal line stop against OSU in the Big 12 championship. Yeah. He said, quotes, I want to say we called a timeout and didn't have a timeout. Oh. I don't know if I should be saying that. I remember <laughs> that. I, that that happened. I remember that. And they stopped the play, and they were able to, like, change personnel and a bunch of stuff, and then they just kind of restarted it. It was the weirdest thing ever. I remember talking about it after the game. Remember uh, the Jeff Goodman quote I told you about that he heard or whatever that Greg Sankey was going to try to take the little guys out of the NCAA tournament? Yeah. Uh, here, here's the full audio clip.
All right, you get the point there. Right. I can't deal with the awful audio in the yeah, background there. Gee, come on, Jeff. What are, what are well, we doing? They got to do. That's not the place to do a podcast or a show. Of a basketball game. Well, yeah. I, I. Why do I feel like this conversation was kind of someone just kind of tossed it out there last year around the tournament, and it was kind of debated, talked about a little bit, then dismissed, and then off we go into the tournament. I feel like that kind of happened a little bit. And, you know, there was there was some some talk and some hinting of stuff like that. I don't I don't doubt it at all. Do not doubt it. Uh, today is hashtag National French Fry Day. Ha- McDonald's has long been thought to have the best French fries among fast food change in America. Has that changed in your opinion? Has McDonald's been knocked from the top spot in terms of best uh, French fries for national chains? Consistency is critical. They have the best, most consistent French fries of your top um, your, your your top fast food places, but Freddy's French fries are better. I don't like the shoestring ones. That's a me problem, I'm sure. But right. eh. Well, this is all an opinion thing. For me, those are better. McDonald's are the most consistent. Um, Arby's, when done right, are fantastic, no but doubt. they're not nearly as consistent as McDonald's. It has to be, you know. The, the RB curly fry is good, and you're going to get about mm-hmm. two to three to those per medium-sized order, right? But yeah. outside of the really good curly fries, they're not good outside that. Right. Yeah, there's, there's, there's some massive inconsistency there, but I think of the major like chains, I would go definitely with uh, McDonald's. All right, last one. According to Damon Lane at KOCO, we are about to enter into a prolonged stretch of 100-degree mm-hmm. days. He tweets out the list for the top 10 longest stretches of 100-degree days. Um, <laughs> the longest in 1966. There were 19 consecutive days of 100-degree uh, days. Woo! 19 consecutive. He thinks uh, the lowest is 10 in back in 2001. Damon thinks that we are going to end up somewhere on the list for 2022. Yeah. And that's going to start – is that starting today or tomorrow? It's I coming feel up. like it's been going on for about three weeks now. So. Well, but it's – like today, I, I don't think it – was going to get to 100 at least the day didn't start off with the high over might as well be can we just call every day 100 from now on i think i'm slowly getting used to it i'm not hey that's great for you there's no way i'm getting used to this 97 right now with a high of 98 so i think it's supposed to start tomorrow and yeah it's going to be going to be brutal all right quick time out more from the rush coming up we'll wrap up hour number two next Cavins Construction, bringing you hour number two of the rush. CavinsConstruction.com for everything they do. Paul in Midwest City on the text line. McDonald's fries dipped in KFC gravy. Thank me later. That's a little kinky, Paul. I got to admit. But the more that I think about it, especially if I get the mashed taters with that brown gravy from KFC, 
I could potentially be interested in a midnight snack. Do you like the potato wedges from KFC? Absolutely not. I don't like potato wedges at all. Really? Yeah. I get Growing up in a small town, you have those, what, two or three times a week for lunch at a gas station? Oh, uh, yeah. Probably got burned out on those. Hmm. That's why I never eat Pizza Pocket, Crispitos, Simple just, Simon's Pizza. All I could think about is two fast food stops in order to, uh, you know, like, how did you find that out? <laughs> is what I'm, right. I'm wondering. That's a great point. Because that's not something that you just think about. Well, right. I mean, it's, it's something that you stumble across. I think so. I think it, it was probably one of those... Maybe an airport or something where there's a bunch of them connected and and you just came a, came across that. Um, the other thing is, I love KFC. I love fried chicken. I love um, uh, Popeye's fried chicken. But there's something about those two restaurants that have the most god awful service ever. It is. Popeyes Terrible. Does. Popeyes and KFC. Yeah. Terrible. KFC is pretty tough. Constantly out of stuff. It's wild. I think there's only like, there's not a Popeyes in Norman. I don't think there's a Popeyes in Moore. The only one I know is off twi- or not uh, off Northwest Expressway in OKC. That's the only one that I know of. There, uh, there used to be one on 240. Now, I will say this about Popeyes. The ones up here, yeah, I'm probably not going to stop. And I didn't believe this to be true until the OU Alabama Sugar Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, the Popeyes in Louisiana taste a lot different than the Popeyes okay. here. That is a real and accurate thing. Well, and I'm telling you that they taste it's for the better. Well, they probably have horrible consistency across all of their fast food places. That would make sense. Have I told you the story about whenever I was a rookie, I used to have to get the fried chicken for the plane ride for all of the linebackers. The Popeyes in Detroit, you had to order the food through a bulletproof glass uh, (laughs) window. And they handed it to you like like you were getting money at the bank. You know how they have that little teller box that goes in and out? Yeah. Nothing has affected me more in my life with fast food than the sharp decline of Taco Buenos in the Oklahoma area. I mean, you talk about falling off a cliff. Uh, everyone Buddy, keeps it's been tough. Yeah, everyone keeps threatening that robots are going to replace uh, fast food workers. I think that could end up being the greatest thing to happen to our country in a long time. Quick break. Final hours next.